Hey y'all, this is the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Wells, MD. Listen in each week, and I'll share what I've learned from science and scriptures that encourage you and how to choose healthy habits so that you can lose extra weight and improve your health while cultivating joy. Be sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now let's dive into this week's topic. Welcome back. I hope that y'all have had a wonderful week. Um, We are at the beginning of December. And since we're going into the Christmas season, and I know that there will be all sorts of gatherings and celebrations and opportunities for feasting. Today, I want to talk about how to enjoy feasting. And when I talk about enjoyment of feasting, I mean it in full ways of enjoyment, not just enjoying um, the occasion of doing it, but enjoying how you feel afterwards, enjoying the memories that you made, enjoying, enjoying the food that you tasted, but not feeling um, regret surrounding how much you enjoyed the food, how much of the food you enjoyed. Um, basically, how to enjoy feasting without overeating. So that is what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and solely as a self-help tool for your own use. I am not providing medical, psychological, or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems or illnesses without consulting your own medical practitioner. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific health situation. For my full disclaimer, please go to www.joyfulweightloss.com forward slash disclaimer. So if you are um, approaching this season of celebration and feasting, um, dealing with working toward not overeating, and you're concerned about that, it can kind of feel stressful um, entering into all of the food-centered occasions, knowing that you struggle with um, the desire to overeat. So what I want to talk about today is how to still find a wonderful enjoyment of these feasting occasions without, first of all, being stressed about your desire to overeat, and secondly, without actually ending up overeating, um, and how to really enjoy it in a way that afterwards you are glad that you were at these celebrations and feasts and you really enjoyed the company and the people there and that this season can really have um, its true meaning be the most um, pressing on your mind and heart instead of the stress levels um, of the food aspects of stress. Now, there's lots of sources of what could be felt as stress during the Christmas season. Um, I know there are so many um, challenges in regards to um relationships and family and work and travel and um, the pressures of, you know, gift giving and and doing a good job at gift giving and doing a good job at gift receiving and just all of the lists of things to do to feel that you're um, accomplishing what you want to accomplish in terms of um, (laughs) keeping the traditions that you've had in the past and that kind of thing. So those are all things you're juggling during this time of year. Um, And on top of it, it can be really hard if food is a source of stress. Because food, as we know, is everywhere during this time of year. And there's lots of it. And it's the kind of food that we 
most of us who struggle with the desire to overeat would find to be um, the most kind of the food that we desire the most. There's a lot of sweets. There's a lot of rich food. Um, The food that really gives us the dopamine surges and um, that we enjoy the taste of and that we maybe have a hard time stopping when we start eating it. So how can we approach um, these occasions of feasting in a way that really feels like feasting and joy rather than stress and feasting and fear and regret of how we eat? Well, there are a couple ways to look at this. First of all, we can talk about kind of practical strategies um, surrounding um, how we physically um, move through the occasion. And second, we can look at mindset and how we're going to think as we move through the occasion. So I'm going to start with talking through the physical tactics and strategies we can take. Um, First of all, um, what we can do is be sure we're we have plenty of water to drink before we go to an occasion. We have plenty of water to drink while we're at an occasion and plenty of water to drink after we leave. We want to stay hydrated. When we're not drinking enough, we might be um, craving more when when we're not getting enough water in. So um, going ahead and staying hydrated is going to be helpful. Um, the second thing in terms of practical strategies is eating very slowly. Okay, whatever you've chosen to eat, eat it slowly. And only eat it when you're able to fully pay attention to how it tastes. If you are, (laughs) maybe you're an introvert and being in a social situation is stressful and you're just eating mindlessly because you're a little bit stressed about the people all around you, I would say that the best course to take is to attempt to eat slower. And if you're nervous and stressed about conversations, just take a break from eating and focus on the conversation and thinking about Um, being curious about what the other person in the conversation is saying and where they're coming from and kind of cultivate in your conversations with others, curiosity about them and interest in their life and interest in what they're telling you at that occasion. Um, And think of good questions to ask in, in the conversation and take your focus off the food. Don't eat the food if you're not tasting the food. Um, So another thing to do um, beyond, you know, I mentioned, um, drinking plenty of water, eating slowly, is your physical location. And I know you've probably heard this in plenty of other places, but it bears repeating. Um, when you're at some sort of buffet table, try to find a place that's not near the buffet table or where you can't see the buffet table in your visual field to stand um, when you're at a gathering. Try not to be where you have to use your will willpower not to go to it and load your plate again. Just remove yourself as much as you can from the visual influence of the food. Um, Make your focus on things that are not food related um, in your visual surroundings as much as possible. Um, That is the third um, kind of tactical physical strategy to take. The fourth kind of physical, you know, tactical strategy that I, um, have used is to decide ahead of time in writing what kind of food I will eat at that occasion specifically and how much of it I will eat. So if I, you know, generally you might have an idea of what kinds of food you'll see at a holiday gathering. If it's 
a group of people that you know well and you know what kind of recipes they bring to this kind of occasion and you you know the traditional recipes that will be there that you've had before, you remember from childhood, it might be very important to you that you enjoy those again. So you need to take the time before you go to write out what you're going to be sure to enjoy and how much you're going to have of it and make a written plan and then make a list of what you will not eat. If you know there's foods that really aren't that great that your third cousin makes or your brother brings that you really don't care for the taste of them and they're really not worth, you know, the the eating of in your space for eating, then write on the list what you won't eat. Um, because, you know, you're not interested in it. If you've decided that you're going to forego dessert at this particular event because you want to have it later in the week somewhere else, write that down. But make the decisions ahead of time about your general strategy. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of contingencies and things you won't. There's going to be a lot of things you can't predict about what's on the table and what not's on the, what's not on the table. But as much as you can, make a written plan. Um, going into it. So that's my fourth kind of physical strategy tactic approach. Um, Next, I want to talk about what kind of mindset can we approach feasting with that can help us um, really enjoy a feast? Well, one thing is not to focus on the food as much, to focus on the people, to focus on um, the, the conversations and the enjoyment of being with people that you either don't know well and that you can get to know and learn from or people that you haven't seen in a long time and or maybe you just don't see altogether very frequently and enjoy the interactions as you observe between people that um, you just haven't seen together in a while. Um, this is a great way to feast. Um, feasting isn't necessarily about the food. It's about um, our hearts being turned toward God in a celebration of all that he's given us and his greatness towards us and his love towards us and doing that with the people that he's given us to do it with. So the feast is just a lot more than about the food. Um, so the other thing you can do is beyond focusing on the people and absorbing the time with them and, and, and cultivating love for the people around you is you can also use your other senses as you feast. We have five senses, not just taste. So there are generally at a Christmas gathering going to be things that you can observe with your other senses. You can use your sense of smell. Um, and I would say, you know, I love the smell of Christmas trees this time of year. I love burying my nose in that smell. I will go up to a wreath and smell it. If there's, um, a candle, I'll take the time to be sure I've smelled what it smells like. Um, cinnamon. Um, there's so many different smells. I would look for, especially if you're trying to forget about the food on the table and not pay attention to it, I would look for non-food smells to fill your, your, your nose with and just really savor those smells. The other thing is, um, take in and drink in the, the sights, drink in the flickering lights of Christmas. Um, look for, the ways that light pierces the darkness in the way the host has decorated the place that the gathering is at. Um, embrace this as an opportunity to um, enjoy fires and candles um, and Christmas lights um, and enjoy the way others decorate. If you're in someone else's home or at an event, just take the time instead of staring at the food and thinking about the food, take the time to enjoy the way the decorations look and how beautiful it is. Um, 
And then on top of that, we also have, in addition to um, smell and vision, we have hearing. We can listen to the, the din of conversation. We can listen to the laughing. We can appreciate like the sounds of people gathered together and the happiness that you can feel um, that comes from that sound. And we can also listen for Christmas music. We can listen for the tunes. We can listen to the words. We can take the time to um, pay attention with our mind to um, those little sounds, even little jingle bells on doorknobs, simple things like that. Um, and let them bring us some joy and and smile. This is a sense that we were given to use. And it's part of the feast as well. And then think about the sense of touch. touch. Think about the hugs that you give. Um, think about the warmth of the fire. Um, all the things that you can do um, with your sense of feeling um, that can be wonderful um, at a feast like this. And more than anything, um, not a physical sense, but a spiritual sense, to really cultivate a heart of praise and a heart of gratitude as you're together with others, as you're celebrating the Christmas season. Um, let your heart tune in to the reason for feasting and why you're celebrating this holiday at all. Um, for Christians, we're celebrating the incarnation of a holy God into human form um, for the sake of saving us, of redeeming us from our failures and our sins. And um, and that can bring us great comfort, so much comfort. Um, as you leave the feast, as you go into the next day, if you have departed from the plan you made, if you haven't had a perfect feasting occasion, uh, maybe you regret eating certain things, or maybe you overate, um, do not hold on to shame. And um, there's no reason to be obsessed with perfection. Perfectionism um, is going to be something that takes away from feasting. So focusing on what you did well and what you can learn is going to move you forward. Um, all that being said, I hope that you guys have a great beginning to this Christmas season and that you can enter into some feasting in a way that you find great joy this this season. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. First, please leave a review for me. This is how people find the podcast. Secondly, y'all sharing is caring. You can actually easily share this episode or podcast entirely with a friend. Just text it to them. Lastly, if you're looking for more encouragement and direction from me, go sign up for my free newsletter. It's called The Extra Helping. You can go to www.joyfulweightloss.com. That's joyful spelled with two L's. And then when you're there, click on The Extra Helping to sign up. That's all for now, y'all. Don't forget to be sure you're subscribed and tune in again next week for more.